If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Hello and welcome to VEASAN Daily Morning Bets, a quick 15-minute podcast highlighting the top games and biggest line moves that bettors need to know about each day. Today is Thursday, December 8th. Game of the Night. For the Game of the Night, we're going to kick off NFL Week 14 with a big Thursday night football showdown between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams. This game kicks off at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and make sure you have your Amazon Prime ready to go with all your logins and everything uh, set to go and watch and sweat this game tonight. Currently, we have the Vegas Raiders listed as a 6.5-point road favorite with a total of 43.5. Now, going into this matchup, we have two teams trending in completely opposite directions. The Vegas Raiders under Josh McDaniels got off to a tough start, but they've turned it around here recently. They're 5-7, and seven, still have a losing record, but they've won three straight games. Uh, it all took place when you thought maybe McDaniels would get fired, but then you had a, uh, had a vote of confidence in McDaniels from the owner, Mark Davis. So having won three straight, the Vegas Raiders, they just beat the Chargers 27-20, to covering as a 2.5-point home favorite. Meanwhile, the defending champs, nothing's gone right for them this year. They're 3-9. and nine. They've lost six straight games. They just lost to Seattle 27-23, but they did cover as a 6.5-point home dog in that matchup. Now looking at the line movement for this one, all toward the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders opened as roughly a 5.5-point road favorite, and we've seen the Raiders get steamed up to minus 6.5. Now looking at our VEASAN.com bet splits, taking uh, these bet splits directly from DraftKings, Currently 68% of bets, but 78% of money is on the Las Vegas Raiders. 
that kind of tells us reading between the lines it's a public play where the public just says, hey, Raiders are playing better than the Rams. Just lay the points with uh, the Raiders here. But also a higher share of dollars, a plus 10% smart money discrepancy there. And anytime I'm looking at these VEASAN.com bet splits, I'm looking at number one, where's the public? That's going to be your number of bets column. But then also, where's the, the money coming at? And when you compare the bets to the dollars, that's you can get a kind of an indication of where the bigger, larger, and typically more respected wagers are. Are at. So 68% bets Raiders, but 78% money. Again, seems a little pro and Joe, basically. And again, it's a misconception here that pros and Joes are always on opposite sides. Sometimes they're in unison. You know, again, public saying, hey, just take the Raiders. They're playing better than uh, the Rams here. But maybe the, the wise guys here are leaning Raiders as well based on this line movement. And again, you operate on the premise as a data-driven better that line moves are driven by respected money. The public's not really going to move numbers. It's really going to be respected money coming in from sharp betters or injuries or other factors like that. Um, but again, the pros, they don't care what the public's doing. They don't say, hey, it's 60%. You know, with the Raiders, I, I can't take the Raiders. No, they're going to bet it based on their projections. If they have this game modeled as a, you know, six, seven point game, it opens five and a half, boom, they'll hit it, cause that line to move in the favor of uh, the Vegas Raiders in this one. Now, what I'm looking toward is we're really close to the key number of seven. So with all this money flooding in on the Las Vegas Raiders, do we get to minus seven? That's really notable to me because, you know, obviously the key number of seven, it's your second most common key number in the NFL after the three. And key numbers are so important because that's your most common method of scoring. Three, the field goal. Uh, it's about 15% of the time games land on three. Uh, and then you look at uh, the seven there, that's the touchdown. So the touchdown plus the extra point. So anytime you get around a key number, that's to me when uh, line moves are really important. And how long does it, like, number one, does it go to a key number? And number two, does it go through a key number? Does it, does it hit a key number and come right back? So what I'd be looking out for is do we get to seven? You know, right now you're minus six and a half. Mostly minus 110s, although I do see some minus 6.5s, minus 115 toward Vegas. Like, it may get to 7. But then if it does get to 7, uh, which would be an indication of further Raider support, do you see any plus 7 buyback on the Rams? Plus 3, getting that key number. So that's something that I'll be monitoring throughout the day here. Uh, both teams are allowing 24 points a game defensively. But obviously the difference here is, is, is offensively. Uh, the Raiders are, are playing pretty good on offense under McDaniels. Josh Jacobs has been running wild. Devon, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr's been playing better. They're averaging 24 points a game, only 17 points a game on the Ram, uh, points per game for the Rams. Uh, also, you know, you do have some system matches here on the Rams. Uh, primetime dogs, especially if you can get it. So if you like the Rams, I would hold out for a seven, basically. If you like the Raiders, obviously, you know, the six and a half is what you're looking at. Um, but if you look at the Rams, they are contrarian in a heavily bet game. Uh, they are a primetime dog. Primetime dogs are 23 and 16 against the spread, 59% this year. They're a sweet spot dog. When you're a dog getting three and a half or more, those dogs are 69 and 45 ATS, 61% this year. Uh, injuries are a big thing, though, because Aaron Donald is out uh, for the Rams. They've been out uh, missing Cooper Cup for a while. And we really don't know who's going to start at quarterback. I mean, that's really kind of up in the air still. Like Matthew Stafford is placed on IR. You're not going to see him maybe for the rest of the year. John Wolford started last week, but he's questionable with a neck injury. Could it be Bryce Perkins? Could it be even Baker Mayfield, who they just claimed off of waivers? So, again, kind of holding out for who the quarterback will be. I also am interested, when they announce the quarterback, when we, when we figure out who will be starting at QB, whether it's going to be Schefter or someone else who breaks it on Twitter, what's the immediate immediate move? Like, if it's Wolford, do you start to see it fall? If it's Baker or Perkins, does it go further to the Raiders? Those are the little things that I'll be keeping an eye out for. Also, you look toward the total. 
It opened as low as 42. Early money did push it up all the way to 44.5. But over the last 24 to 48 hours, all money has been going under in this one, uh, causing that 44.5 to get now down to 43.5. And if you look at the juice, the 43.5 is juiced up under minus 115 at quite a few shops. Like it may get down to 43. Um, so we do see only 43% bets, but 53% of the money is on the under. Uh, and primetime unders this year are 22 and 17. You, know, you had an incredible start to primetime unders where they were, I think, at one point like 65%. You did see kind of a, a crazy regression where at one point you had, let me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight uh, primetime overs hit. But the last three have been 2 and 1 to the under. So maybe you're kind of regressing back toward that under trend there. Um, and again, do we see that 43 and a half fall to 43? If you do see that happen, it's going to be further evidence of maybe an underplay here. Uh, and if you're looking at a teaser, um, you know, I think there's going to be a very popular teaser tonight with the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you take them down minus six and a half down to minus a half point? You know, you really want to go through multiple key numbers with a teaser. That's called the Wong teaser. So six and a half down to a half point. I think the point there is just, Hey, all you got to do is win the game, but you're only going through one key number, but I, I think that will be a popular one here. Taking that Raiders number down. Uh, and if you want to go with this, you know, kind of line move toward the under, do you take that total up a little bit? Do you get it up to, you know, 49 and a half, pair it with Vegas uh, minus a half point? That could be worth a look here on Thursday Night Football. And again, make sure you got your Amazon Prime login ready to go. You don't, you don't want to be fidgeting around with logins and, and fire sticks. You want to be set, uh, red, ready and set to go at 8.15 tonight with a big showdown to kick off NFL Week 14. Best of the rest. For the best of the rest, let's go to the college basketball slate tonight with a big showdown, most heavily bet game of the night between Iowa State and Iowa. This game's at 8 o'clock. It's on Fox Sports 1. Currently, you have Iowa listed as a 4.5-point home favorite with a total of 141. Now, going into this matchup, Iowa State is 7-1. They're ranked 20th in the country. They've won two straight. They just beat St. John's 71-60, covering as a 6.5-point home favorite. They're now traveling to Iowa uh, to face as a true home game for Iowa. You don't have to worry about a lot of those, you know, um, uh, neutral site tournaments going on right now. But Iowa six and two this year. They're unranked. They've lost two of three. They just lost to Duke seventy four to sixty two. Failed to cover as a one point dog in that one. Now we have seen movement toward Iowa in this one, uh, or sorry, toward Iowa State. Iowa actually opened as a seven and a half point uh, home, or sorry, a six and a half point home favorite in this one, and they've, they're all the way down now to four and a half. So again, you've seen movement go toward Iowa State. Uh, that makes sense because obviously Iowa State is ranked. Uh, they have a better record here. They've won three straight. Iowa has lost two of their last three. And again, line is moving toward Iowa State here. So it looks like some respected money, Iowa State. But they also look really public. Like they're a trendy dog. Like I like the line move toward Iowa State. Um, getting that adjustment plus six and a half down to plus four and a half. Some looks are even down to four or trending down to four. But it always worries me when a dog becomes trendy. I like the gross dogs, the dogs that have no shot uh, based on your your, your bias. Um, it's really the dogs that are trendy that I get a little heartburn backing because those are the dogs that lose their value. So definitely a line move and an adjustment toward Iowa State. But doesn't it seem too good to be true to take Iowa State getting all these points, ranked team versus unranked, playing better, Iowa playing worse? That just seems really fishy to me. So, again, the early move was toward Iowa State. But are they a trendy dog where the value is now gone? That's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, you look at um, offense, defense. Iowa's got the advantage here, averaging 84, 83 points a game versus 71. Iowa State uh, has the better defense, though, only giving up 57 points a game versus 69. Uh, what I'd look toward here is, is maybe the under 
Uh, it's sitting at currently uh, 141. Now, you did see some of these books open around 140 and get bet up to 141. But also some of these books got all the way up to 142, and now they're back down to 141. So it's almost like that total in Thursday Night Football tonight where it, it did shoot up, but all late movement is coming back toward the under. And I would lean under pretty hard in this one. The under is only getting 36% of bets, but 71% of the money. So really good bet split there toward the under. Also, both these teams are under teams. Iowa State is 7-1 and one to the under this year. Iowa is 6-2 and two to the under. It's a conference game, a rivalry game, pretty much lockdown on defense. And, uh, you know, you, got, you have a, a lot at stake here. It's almost like a divisional under in the NFL. And you do have two slow-paced teams here. Iowa, who typically is quick and, you know, scores a lot, a tempo of 69.9. Uh, if you're using the Ken Palm tempo stats, anything below 70 is slower. Anything above 70 is faster. So on the slower end, Iowa, but Iowa State is really slow. They're 66.3 in terms of tempo and possessions per game. So I lean pretty hard there to that under, uh, under 141. And again, uh, it looks looks obvious to take Iowa State in the points. That's why, to me, it might be a layoff because it just seems too good to be true. Seems a little fishy with Iowa State as a really trendy dog tonight. Football season is the best time of year to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get access to hourly pro tips, best bets from VEASAN experts, daily articles, power rankings, and expanded digital content and tools to help you become a better better. Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for more information. Josh's Sweats. For Josh's Sweats, my first sweat of the night, I, although I am intrigued by that teaser we mentioned there with the Raiders taking them down to minus half point and teasing that total up uh, to 49.5 and take the under, uh, my conventional bet here would be just the under 43.5. That's going to be Josh's Sweat for tonight. Uh, so what I like about the under 43.5, a couple things. Number one, uh, all this late movement toward the under. As we mentioned, it did open 42. It got all the way to 44.5, but now you're down to 43.5. And, and if you look at the juice on that 43.5, it is under uh, minus 115 at some shops. Like, it may get down to 43. You know, when you look at totals, 42 is kind of a key number with totals, so you want to be, you know, kind of above that number, uh, especially if you're going to sweat the under here. But to me, it's a data-driven play with the late move to the under with a decent bet split to the under, 43% bets, 53% dollars. Primetime unders, again, they were great. Then they had a 7-0 uh, run to the over. Now they're back 2-1 and one to the under. They're 56% under overall. Uh, you do have a short week here where you expect to run the ball and have kind of a vanilla offense. But it's also a pace play. And, again, looking at pace, to me, obviously it's big in, like, basketball. You know, are you Gonzaga, you know, with a crazy pace up and down the court? Are you Virginia, really slow, where you lean under? Um, but if you look at NFL pace, it's kind of like how much you run the ball and then how many plays per, per game that you run just offensively. So these are two of the, two of the slowest-paced teams in the NFL. You have the Rams, 23rd in terms of pace, Vegas, 21st in terms of pace. So that tells me it's kind of a slower game. Hopefully you run it, you chew up the clock. Obviously you've seen with the Raiders, Josh Jacobs has been great here running the ball. Uh, but one strength of the Rams, even though they got a lot of injuries and Donald's out, has been their rush defense. So maybe that's a neutralizer a little bit here against the Raiders. Um, that's kind of the strength there, that rush D for the Rams still. Um, also, um, you know, you look at the um, the injuries here. So to me, that's big too. Like you're getting a most likely a backup or definitely a backup quarterback, either Wolford, Perkins, um, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield, who, you know, just got there two seconds ago. So I don't think you're going to get a lot of offensive firepower from this Rams team when you don't even really know who your quarterback is going to be. So if you kind of add it all up to me, we have a late move to the under. It's juiced up like it may fall further. We have some primetime under trends. We have a good bet split. We have two slow-paced teams. And also, 
Vegas, you know, with this line move going pretty much in their favor, they just do they get up big and kind of just run the ball to the clock and get out of there with a win? Like, are you trying to score every time? Or if you're up, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, 17 to three, do you start to run the ball and, and just kind of chew the clock and just get out of there with the win? That's something that I'll be leaning on here. So, again, I am definitely intrigued by that teaser we mentioned, but my bet here for Vegas and the Rams, give me the under 43.5. For the Joshua Sweat, my last sweat of the night, i got to mention an NBA game that caught my eye. I'm going to go to the over 215.5 with the Clippers and the Heat. This one kind of caught my eye. This is a matchup here, Clippers uh, traveling to the Heat, where we open a lot of shops 215.5, but I am seeing some shops Creep up a little bit to 216. So not every book is there, but it does seem to be trending in that direction. A couple angles. Number one, non-conference overs. If you look at two teams, two different conferences, take the non-conference over. Lack of familiarity benefits the offense and really is a detriment to the defense. Those non-conference overs this year are 71 and 58, 55%. Also, you look at the way these teams have trended here. Uh, Clippers are 4-1 and one to the over their last five. They cashed in over last night, needed overtime, but you got it. They're 5-0 to the over their last five on the road. Miami is 6-1 to the over their last seven at home. And they're 5-0 to the over their last five head-to-head between these teams. Also, you know, I'm a little wary. I really hope that, you know, you don't see uh, Lamar or Lamar, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George sit out here. It is the second leg of a back-to-back. They've been injured quite a bit. But they are healthy, and, and they are back playing. And you did lose straight up to the Orlando Magic yesterday. So uh, it's really not a big travel spot, Orlando to Miami. Again, I hope that Tyron Lue doesn't rest these guys. I could see it happening just because you want to be careful with them. But I feel like they're going to play after a bad loss tonight, and they are healthy, and it's not a bad uh, travel spot. So as long as Kawhi is in there and Paul George is in there, I think you get a good effort after a bad loss to Orlando. And then also, hopefully, a good effort out of here with Miami. Uh, you know, good, proud team here. But they're 11-14. and 14. They've lost 3-4. of four. Um, So I think maybe get a good offensive output uh, there from the Heat as well. Also, it's kind of a short spread. You know, the Heat are a four-and-a-half-point favorite here. Um, so when you're on a short spread, I lean over a little bit, you know, just because it could be back and forth. Maybe you get overtime. Larger spreads are better for unders because you get up big, you take your foot off the gas. Um, also, uh, it's kind of a tired legs over kind of thing. Like the Clippers played last night. The Heat played on the uh, the sixth just a couple days ago. So are you not as locked in defensively? Uh, is there an advantage to that offense? So uh, I'm going to take the over here, over 215 and a half. Again, we have a non-conference over system match. Both teams trending over uh, in these situations. We have a short spread over, maybe a tired legs over, and hopefully we get uh, Kawhi and Paul George playing and not sitting out uh, for offensive purposes there. So give me Miami and the Clippers over 215.5. That about does it for today's VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast on Thursday, December 8th. But a reminder, we have so much great content to offer at VEASAN. Easiest way to introduce yourself to VEASAN and stay plugged into what we do every day as well as what's going on each day in the sports betting market, just sign up for the newsletter. It's called the VEASAN Daily. Go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Put in your email, and then every day, every day you'll wake up right to your inbox when you're making your coffee to great sports betting content uh, in the morning to get your day started off right. Uh, also, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Josh underscore insights, and you can follow VEASAN at VEASAN Live. But I wish you the best of luck. Have a fantastic Thursday. Enjoy the sweats for tonight. And hopefully, as a wise man once said, hopefully we can cash some tickets tonight because that's what it's all about. Enjoy the sweats, everyone. Have a great Thursday. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.